Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Hold on a minute. I'm Craig McLeod. You are? I'm John Douglas. And you are? And I'd like to introduce our first guest because you are? I'm Gabby. Gabby from Red Crayon, our account director. So great to be here with you guys. Very honoured to be your first guest on the show today and can't wait to chat with you guys about the art of account service. Please, please don't be honoured. We're just two stupid stupid men just <laughs> blithering on the internet. Thank you. Are you going to add a little bit of, uh, you're going to add a little bit of intelligence and a little bit of structure to the baby. As normal listeners will know, is it a disaster from where we've gone? Because... No pressure, no pressure, you guys. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. We are going to, uh, we're going to pick over the bone of uh, account management, as you mentioned uh, there, Gabs. The, um, I, I can't help but notice that you've, You've dared, you've dared to come prepared to the meeting. Yeah, never prepared. What do you mean? Oh, you've got an agenda. I, I smell an agenda. I, I smell the stench of an agenda here. I can smell sweet an agenda, JD. Imagine being an organised. Imagine oh. having things oh. set up and ready to roll. Sweet, sweet aroma of organisation. My God. Like a cigar. Everyone in our office knows I love a good agenda, I love a good spreadsheet, and I love some prep notes. So I have I have um, taken that liberty today, of course, as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't be gas. <laughs> Why don't you take us through them, and we can just uh, we can just respond in our normal, like you know, foolish way. I can't wait. Well, yeah, there are a couple of things which I wanted to chat about today, um, one of which is the chameleon approach and the approach that um, that we at Red Crayon take when it comes to account service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit Jekyll and Hyde, a bit Jekyll and Hyde, but in a positive way, in a positive way. <laughs> yes, yes, good. Very good. We'll try and behave ourselves, but you're right. The Jekyll and Hyde approach is so important. So what have you got to say for us on the Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting. I wanted to chat really heavily around the red crayon approach to account service because it's quite, I guess, every agency is different and there are the very, very traditional agencies with the sense of, you know, account managers or the account management team are known as the suits, which is ironic because I'm wearing a blazer today. So <laughs> I'm probably living up to that expectation. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's interesting that at Red Crayon, we don't really subscribe to that way of thinking. And it's something that you guys have spoken about before in one of your earlier episodes around labeling, which I loved that episode because, you know, um, it's not... It's, we're not necessarily about pigeonholing people or, or telling people, you know, this is your box and you sit in that box. A, a good account service uh, team member and account manager and AD is a chameleon. You know, they deal with so many different people on a daily basis and um, they need to be able to adapt to, to different conversations and different scenarios. They need to be able to contribute to, you know, creative discussions, but also strategic discussions and always keep the client's best interest at heart. So they're managing many different thoughts and, and different personalities and having to adapt so much within just one day. Um, and I think that's a huge testament to the account service team and their ability to, I guess, meet, a, meet a their responses and, and be quite diplomatic in the way in which they approach all conversations within the agency. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like a, it's like watching watching a good account management manager at uh, at work. It's like watching one of those Chinese acrobats with the spinning plates and the bloody 
the things on their heads and you're just doing doing all that and it's all just uh, it's and that's like all the time they're doing and would you like a coffee would you like a coffee with that i could get you some <laughs> yes absolutely and i don't mean i don't mean to pump pump myself up or pump our team up but, you, you, know. you may as well yeah why not we do it all the time <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that's, that's a good part of being a good AD is having the confidence and having the positivity and having the, I guess, um, idea that you believe in yourself and, and you believe that what you're doing and, and the work that you're doing is powerful and that it contributes to your clients, you know, every day. We're in a relationship business and, you know, if you have a great relationship with your client and you're confident in that relationship, you're able to get some amazing stuff done and be proud of the work that you're producing and proud of the team that you're working with to produce that work. Yeah, okay. we have a great little, a great little um I guess label for one of a better word that we call our account service team creative account managers because they have the ability to be a part of the creative process. So often you'll find it's a very segregated approach, suits and creatives, and there's never shall the two meet or definitely never shall the two get together and talk about an idea because woo, you might come up with some absolute brilliance. But I think that's one of the things that I think is fantastic and that you really instill in the team, Gabs, is that focus of, you're not just here to facilitate the work, you're here to be an active participating member in the creative process to produce the outcome for the client. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the other thing to remember as well is we really know our clients, you know, it's our goal at Red Crayon to be seen as an extension of their internal marketing team. That's something that that we strive to be for our clients and something that a lot of clients, uh, I think, feel from us. If I may ask a question, if I may just from the chat, continue wanting to get hold of the talking stick for almost the entire time to get <laughs> Me, 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 I'm not talking the whole time today. Yeah, the conch, yeah, yeah. What is the, what is the core role? Because I know you've got, I know you've got a list. I know you've got a list and I'm just going to try and pick out the bits in your list. That but what do you reckon is the, is the ultimate purpose of an account manager? Yes, it's, yes, you keep things on track. Yes, you have multiple conversations. Yes, you've got the bloody plate spinning and you're like the cat on the hat. Look, with my hat, I can hold up a fish and in the fish I've got a dish and like all of that. What's the, why do you do that? What's the ultimate purpose of a good account manager? Yeah, yeah, great question, Shady. Great question. See, I can ask them. I can ask great questions. <laughs> now the, the real thing is, can you listen to the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rein this in, guys. I'm going to rein this in. I'm going <laughs> to bring some structure. I think that's that's um, a really great question. But the pivotal role and the, the core role is love your clients and make your clients happy. You know, our our role is to continue bringing work into the agency and continue that work flowing and making sure that clients are happy and making sure that we're growing client accounts. You know, if you make your clients happy, they're going to continue working with you. And that's a big part of the account service role is to make sure that our clients are happy and that we're delivering a good quality work so that we can continue to grow our client accounts as well as look for new opportunities. So there's, I think one of the biggest, yeah, probably the biggest core role for account service is retention and growth of your client accounts. I love that. Um, I love the idea of uh, there's always tension in an agency. You know, you look at you look at different parts of the agency and everyone's got their own little agendas, but you've always got kind of an end goal. It always strikes me that the, the a great account management 
role, a great account manager, is always able to, to kind of balance the, the, the tensions of like what the client wants and what the agency believes the client needs. And, and the, there's yeah. always this kind of, you know, dealing with multiple kind of, you know, cat's cradle tensions all over the place. It's a wrangling, isn't it? It's a real wrangling. One of the things I think you do exceptionally well is that ability to take a look at what the client's asked for in a brief, be able to interpret interpret that for, for the team to be able to produce whatever it is, but then be able to come back to the client and say, I know you've asked for this, but the reason we're going to show you what you've asked for as well as show you something different is because we believe the idea we've got, and this is one of JD's favourite, it's really about understanding how the consumer positions your brand, knowing why we're doing what we're doing because it's not to please me, it's not to please JD, it's not to please you, Gabs, but it's to please our client's best prospect. And that's a real art in going back to the client and being able to say, I know you reckon it's this, but because of all of this stuff you've paid us to do as far as research goes, because of all of the information you've given us that we've been able to consume, because of our desktop research of the competitive set, we're saying to you that your customer is going to respond better to this. And at the end of the day, you mentioned them being happy. They're happy when they can see that what we're doing is working for them. I think that's really the core of what a great AD is able to do is that process of getting things through the studio, interpreting, filtering, sifting, and producing that thing that's going to work at the end, but then being able to tell the client why they should listen to our recommendation. Yeah, and I think off the back of that, Craig, completely agree. Off the back of that, I think having a solid relationship with your client helps in those discussions. If they really trust you with their brand and with their business, they're willing to, I guess, look at your ideas and, and um, you know, really believe in the proof points behind your ideas that may not align with what they had originally briefed. So I think that comes down to really nurturing and growing that relationship with your client as well so that you're, you're a trusted partner for them. Um, which is a massive part of being a great AD, is developing that relationship. Can I give you a talking stick just for one second? I've got a question for you, Gabs, and I'm happy to get back to your agenda briefly. It's It's a short question. What do you do if you come across a client that you're potentially not aligned with or you might not get along exceptionally well with? Because... In life, you don't get along with everyone and, and that definitely talks to your point about being the chameleon. But maybe for the listeners, how do you manage a situation when you've got a client where you're like, um, this guy is kind of tough and, you know, maybe not listening. How, how do you manage that situation? Two things you can do there. I think you've got to find common ground. I think you've really got to find a common ground with your client. You've got to spend time nurturing a relationship. You've got to get on the phone. You've got to communicate. You've got to um, find a common ground with that client, whether that's a business common ground or whether there could be another common ground that you two can bond upon. Um, I think when you have a more personal relationship with someone, it helps with a work relationship. So a lot of the time, uh, you know, we spend so much time talking about work and business. And what I've found throughout this whole COVID period, especially, is is getting to know your clients and their internal drivers and, you know, what internal pressures might be on them helps you service them better. It helps you develop that relationship. I've I've probably spent more time throughout the last, how long we've been in lockdown since March? 
I probably spent more time on video calls with clients and having discussions that maybe aren't even work related. I've met some of my clients' kids on Zoom. I've met some of my clients' dogs on Zoom. I've met their husbands, you know. I've had great glasses of wine with clients. I've had clients announce to me that they're pregnant, you know. I'm, you're developing relationships that, the, that are bigger than just the agency-client relationship. At the end of the day, we're all people. And we like to work with people that we enjoy working with and have a great relationship with. So it's below just the surface level of, of the business. You know, what else is there there for you? And, you know, those, those relationships pay back in spades. You never know where this person might end up. This might be a short-term role for them and, and then they're off to somewhere else, you know. Really nurturing those relationships beyond the actual business problem and the thing we're working on right now and looking at the bigger picture is massive and, and key. So so what you're saying essentially is it's all about people. It's all about people. All about people. Hey, that's it. I love it. I love it. This is so simple. It's yeah. like yeah. Really? yeah, your businesses don't business businesses don't buy don't buy advertising campaigns. People buy advertising campaigns. Really? People? It's so simple. Oh, people behind brands, JD. I didn't know that. I thought brands were just like out there in the ether. Oh no. <laughs> No, they're just they're magical creatures. They're like uh, they're like unicorns and yeah, you know, magical pigs and fairy dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about from you? A little bit about passion. You've got a you've got a uh, a real punch on for for, for a penchant for passion. Yeah, I think you know passion is a double-edged sword. Um, I'm incredibly passionate about my work, um, and I'm also quite a perfectionist. I call it the two P's. Sometimes passion can bleed into perfectionism, and perfectionism isn't always the best thing. I think I think sometimes perfectionism can hold you back. So. Um, Passion is incredibly important to me and it's, it's what drives me. You know, I love coming to work. I love working on the projects that I work on. I love working with the people I work with and that's because I'm passionate about producing great work. And when I say great work, not perfect work. I'm really passionate about producing great work and work that I can be proud of. Nothing is ever perfect. So that's something that I, I battle with and I'm sure a lot of account service people do because we're generally that A-type personality who likes structure and who likes things to be, you know, fit within a box and be black and white. And um, for me, that's something that I will always continue to keep striving to do better at and realise that, you know, we're creatives and things aren't always black and white. And Things can still be great if they don't fit in that perfect box. Um, just keep that passion and hone that passion into, you know, producing great work rather than trying to be perfect. JD, art, science, magic. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a delightful. Um, I always I always like people who have who love what they do, and it took me a long time to realise that not everyone loved to do what I like to do. You know, yeah. and so this sense that there are people in the world who actually like, you know, structure and like things to be, you know, finished and detailed and, you know, the craftsmen and there is, you know, the, the organisers and not everyone just likes charging at a, like a bull at a gate at, you know, every single, like, I feel like Don Quixote sometimes, just charging at windmills, just like. Gallo, what else is on that agenda, the en- agenda there? I want to make sure we get to your agenda points before we give you, uh, <laughs> you know, your... Uh... I don't, 
Yeah, I think the only other thing on my agenda that we haven't covered off yet would be the big stickler for a lot of a lot of account service team members, which is Go which on. is managing deadlines and expectations. Deadlines. See ya. <laughs> See ya <John. laughs> and you guys did a great piece on it. I remember your deadlines episode where you talked about JD told me a story about um false deadlines and putting false deadlines in place and things of that nature. <laughs> Freddie, we call him false deadline Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this really the deadline? Yes, it is. Really? And what? It's going straight to the client? Absolutely going straight to the client. Despite the fact that the client's in Switzerland at the moment? Well, we're going to get it to them overnight. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you get it to them as long as you get it to them. <laughs> I think false deadlines can definitely have a role in, in some circumstances. Um, but for me, the key to managing deadlines and expectations is communication. It really boils down to, to communication. And that's, you know, setting up a plan and being really transparent with both the client and the agency about what the expectations are for the campaign, the project, the strategy from the get-go. So that we're all on the same page from the get-go. I think that's um, a step that a lot of um, ADs, AMs or account service teams maybe miss. They kind of just roll straight into the work and forget that really important pre-planning and getting everyone kind of on the same page from the get-go. But then I also understand that things don't always go to plan. We know that. I like the fact that there's a plan there at the start. Let's look at the Flexibility, we can bend it. There's definitely a plan. Like there's an underlying. Black and white, you know, it's, it's not always black and white. We're not always going to follow the spreadsheet to a T. So I think in those circumstances, it still boils down to communication. If things aren't going to plan, it's our role, it's our responsibility to be transparent with the client about that. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't be scared of having that conversation with your client and then wait till the last minute to tell them that something's not going to be done on time or something's not going to be delivered when we said it was going to be delivered. You need to be preemptive in those discussions. And then same with, with your internal team. Be, be quite transparent with your internal team about what sort of pressures are on your client maybe and, and how you know missing deadlines can affect bigger pictures you know sometimes creative teams are really focused on the creative and that's great like I want them to be super focused on the creative that is their bread and butter but like I said earlier as much as ADs need to be creative our creative team need to understand the, the business side of things as well and that's something we talk about at Red Crayon a lot is you know the intersection of creativity and business um, and bringing those two together to deliver results is a big part of what we do so you know, we expect everyone in our team to try and understand both sides of the coin there. Yeah. See, I think, I think what you're doing there is you're talking about, what I'm hearing is you're talking about managing expectations. But I think what you're actually saying is it's about people. I think that's, yeah. I think if you, if you love people and you just want the best results for people, then you understand that you, that need to balance everything. I'm, yeah, I, I love it. Thank, thank did you. you. Did you yeah, that was... Did you give us a parting thought without me asking, JD, have you got a parting thought? Have you just given the parting thought? No, no, no. My parting thought is, a great, is the, great, uh, the great quote by Napoleon, I believe, Bonaparte. Not, no, not Napoleon Solo or ah. Napoleon Dynamite. No, no, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. The best. 
Yeah, him, him, the, the bloke with the, yeah, him, um, and that funny hat. Um, he said the great thing about a plan is that afterwards you can see where everything went wrong. And I think someone who can, um, uh, who can keep things on plan and keep things to schedule and keep things organised is not just a uh, not just not just a necessity. I think it's a they're a delight and they should be celebrated. That's my parting thought. It's right there. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a great thought to finish on. <laughs> what about you, Gabs? Have you got a little uh, a little pearl of wisdom for us to uh, to close this wonderful first episode with a guest? Good question. Good question. I think my biggest pearl of wisdom today, if I could share anything of value, would be to have fun. I think a lot of the time we take business really seriously um, and, you know, having fun is a big part of what we do at Red Crayon and when you enjoy what you do, um, that comes through in the work that you do and it also comes through in the relationships that you have with people. People love to work with people that they enjoy working with. So, yeah, my, my parting gift would be to have fun and enjoy what you do. Brilliant. Well, from me, that's another uh, edition of The Bones of Advertising. Thanks for joining us, Gabby. I uh, have thoroughly enjoyed the insights and I think the listeners are going to love that one. And uh, to you, JD, don't go changing. I'll see you next week. I won't. Cheers. Thanks again, Gabs. See you. Bye.